the Soapbox Stand-Up. My name is Ian Knighton, and it's Monday, July 11th. On Saturday, Real Salt Lake played the Colorado Rapids to a 2-2 draw in what was the final round of the Rocky Mountain Cup for this year. Somehow, even though the first game was a draw and this game was a draw, that means Real Salt Lake won the Rocky Mountain Cup. Still not sure how that works, but hey, it's a cup, right? The team did start the game looking very strong. Jefferson Savarino scored a stoppage time goal in the first half. Uh, Justin Miram scored a header pretty early in the second half. Pretty much just had to coast and just couldn't completely close the door. Part of that may come from the fact that Miram wasn't necessarily supposed to be on the field as early as he was. Uh, unfortunately, Julio Anderson went down in the 12th minute with what appeared to be a hip injury, and Miram had to come on a lot more prematurely than I think anyone had expected if, if it was even in the plan for him to come on at all. That all said, those two goals didn't really do much when it started to fall apart. It just went all the way apart. Uh, pretty late in the second half, Marcelo Silva gave up what was a pretty common penalty for him a couple of years ago and has become less occurrent, but unfortunately it was a dead-on penalty. And then really late in the second half, Johan Koppelhoff committed a really silly foul that was completely and totally unnecessary on Giassi Zardes. On the ensuing free kick, the center backs just did not mark Lalas Abubakar. And just like in the first leg, Lalas Abubakar scores a last-minute goal to tie the game up. I think this game definitely shows how much the team really struggles without Justin Glad on the field. I don't know necessarily what it is about Justin Glad that helps calm down that back line, but you can very much tell in the last two games his absence has been felt. In brighter news for the game, uh, Jasper Lafelsen and Michael Chang continue to show that they are a huge asset to this team that is often underlooked. Um, I think a lot of people kind of considered Michael's days numbered with Savarino coming back, but because of the substitutions, Michael really got to show how versatile he is. And I don't have the numbers on it, but Jasper Lafelsen looks like he ran an entire lap around the planet uh, in the time it took everyone to get across the field. Uh, dude is fast and is always in the right spot. We also saw the first meaningful mini minutes for Diego Luna, which actually was kind of a funny bit of confusion for the commentators because there was Diego Luna, Diego Rubio, and Rubio Rubin, and I can't even get those names right with it written down in front of me, so I can't even imagine what it was like for the commentators. Actually, as I was checking some stats, I do think I figured out how the Rocky Mountain Cup was won. Uh, RSL beat uh, the Rapids 4-3 to three on yellow cards. So maybe that's the rule? I don't know. We'll have to ask someone. Back to Luna. Uh, I, th I definitely think that Luna is carrying some of that energy with him from the U-20 World Cup. When he first came on, it was a little confusing what exactly his assignment was. Uh, it kind of seemed like he was destined to play on the left-hand side, and he immediately started pulling to the right and to the middle. Uh, he made, I think his first touch on the ball was a, a definitely underpowered pass. Um, and then every other touch on that ball, every other piece of positioning, just everything else was dead on. Um, you know, unfortunately at that point in the game, it was, everyone was pretty tired. There was not a lot of deep runs being made, but you can definitely see the skills that he was showing in the U20 World Cup translating to the RSL team and that 
that looks very promising for the team. Moving on to the Monarchs, the Monarchs on Sunday saw a 4-1 to defeat against Dynamo 2 in Houston. Um, unfortunately, the MLS Next Pro streams are still unbearable to watch, um, but it does appear that the game was pretty solidly tied at 1-1, and the Monarchs allowed three goals in seven minutes. That very quickly changed the tide. Um, after the 4-0 win against Portland last week, that's definitely you know, a hard pill to swallow, but uh, they are back next week, and so hopefully they can bring back that home energy. Um, some big news around the club, Everton Louise is going to SK Bavarian. I think I'm pronouncing that right, which is a Blitzer-owned club. It's also the same club that Chris Gablon came from. Uh, it does appear to be a one-year loan with a six-month option. If I remember correctly, I might be getting them backwards. There's still a lot of confirmation needing to be done as I'm recording this, and so we'll probably have more of that on Off the Crossbar later this week. Also going on a loan deal is Johnny Menendez. He's going to Club Atletico Velez Sarsfeld in Argentina. Um, again, this appears to be a loan deal. I couldn't find any concrete details other than it had been agreed. Um, and again, so come back later this week and listen off the crossbar and I'm sure Matt or Kyle or Trevor or the pod doctor Colin will have more information on that. Coming up, uh, Real Salt Lake has two more games in the next seven days. Uh, they play Atlanta in Atlanta on Wednesday and then they have Sporting Kansas City at home on Sunday. Um, the Monarchs are home against SKC2 on Saturday, so that makes kind of a busy week. Uh, for both teams, and we'll, it'll be interesting to see how the roster plays out because there's been a little bit of fluidity between the two rosters, and I guess we'll see how deep that fluidity really runs. Both Atlanta and SKC are not necessarily having the best 2022. Um, Atlanta does appear to be making strides to turning it around, and so a home game might be pretty formidable against them. Um, SKC and SKC2 are just always the worst teams. Uh, no matter what they accomplish or what they've done, they'll always be the worst. Um, so those should be relatively uh, minor affairs. But that all said, uh, I was going to end this on a rant about uh, refereeing from the stands and uh, you know trying to define what offside is based off of a screenshot that's not even on the offside line but we'll save that for another day. Um, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you soon.